0: All right, good morning, everybody. Everybody hear me back there? All right, we're continuing our study of Jesus in the Old Testament. And we're looking at uh, types and shadows of Jesus in the Old Testament, going through the Old Testament to see if Jesus, what Jesus said is so. He said in the volume of the book, it is written of me. Um. Acts 10.43 said to him, give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. So all the prophets witness of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. You know, it's all about him from beginning to end. um, And that's what we've been seeing in this study. Hopefully, you know, this has opened your eyes to the true purpose of the Old Testament. And it shows you how to read the Old Testament to be always on the lookout for Jesus. um, Because he's all throughout the pages of the Old Testament. It declares salvation through him and him alone. Um, the book of Judges is no different, you know, we saw last week how Jesus is called the judge of the quick and the dead in Acts chapter 10. Um, Jesus is the judge, so it makes sense that we're going to see Jesus in the book of Judges, okay? Um, Jesus is a judge, he's, he's, he's called the deliverer, uh, of course our savior, um, and these are all terms used to describe judges in the book of Judges, okay? And a really, I want to do a really quick review of what we saw last week, you know, looking mainly at Samson um, as judge and beginning in Judges chapter 13. Um, well, number one, first of all, we saw that both Samson and Jesus, um, they had their birth announced by angels. Um, number two, they both had a miraculous birth. You know, Jesus of course was born born of a virgin. Samson was born of a a woman who was barren. Uh, number three, they both lived at a time when Israel was, was occupied by our enemies. Um, in, in Samson's day, it was the Philistines and in Jesus's day, it was the Romans. Um, number four, they both took a Gentile bride. Um, you know, and we'll see this also in the next book of Ruth. As uh, we go move on to Ruth, it, it, and it caused jealousy. You know, Samson's parents said, You know, can't you find a wife among, you know, among uh, the, the Jewish girls, basically? But he said, You know, Samson said, Get that woman for me. You know, he wanted that Gentile woman. Um, and we know that Paul spoke of Israel's relation to the gospel in uh, Romans chapter 9 through 11. And he said in Romans 11, verse 11, that he said that through their fall, speaking of the Jews, uh, salvation is coming to the Gentiles um, for to provoke them to jealousy. Uh, so, so both Samson and Jesus took a Gentile bride. Um, number five, they both killed a roaring lion. Um, Samson tore that lion into pieces. Remember we read that uh, with his bare hands. Um, Christ defeated the roaring lion, Satan, with nothing in his hands because he was nailed to the cross, right? Um, number six, in, in both cases, you know, something sweet came out of that. Um, Samson uh, took that honey out of that lion's carcass and he shared it with his mother and father. Okay, well, that's what we do when we share the gospel. You know, the, the sweetness of the good news of the gospel. We go and share it with other people. Uh, number seven, Judges 15, um, we saw the incident where, where Samson takes 300 foxes, uh, which is one of the strangest stories in the Bible. He takes 300 foxes and he puts them tail to tail and he sets them on fire. And he turns them loose and then they... Burn up, you know, half the world. Uh, and I was looking, you know, I was really looking for a verse to describe exactly what was being pictured here. And I think I found it. Um, uh, you, first of all, let's go to Judges. Go to, if you're there in Judges, chapter 15, look at verse four and we'll read it. It says, um, And Samson went and caught 300 foxes and took firebrands and turned tail to tail and put a firebrand in the midst between two tails. Okay, now, uh, go, to, go to the book of Isaiah. So do you write to Isaiah chapter 9, Isaiah chapter 9, and this is where the, we have the famous passage, you know, we always read around Christmas time, verse 6, it says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, Okay. Uh, And Then it uh, it talks about the chastisement that's going to come upon Israel because they won't turn to him. And now thinking about the passage where Samson, he lights the tails of those foxes on fire, right? Um, Look at verse 13 there in Isaiah chapter 9. It says, For the people turneth not unto him that smiteth them, neither do they seek the Lord of hosts. Therefore the Lord will cut off from Israel head and tail, branch and rush in one day. The ancient and the honorable, He is the head, and the prophet that teacheth lies, he is the tail. For the leaders of this people cause them to err, and they that are led of them are destroyed. Okay, so see, I think this is what's being pictured here when Samson lights those those foxes, their tails on fire. Um, The tails represent the false prophets of 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 Israel, and what does Samson do with them? He he sets them on fire, right? I think that's the key to that verse. Um, You know, who did who did Jesus go to when he came to this earth? You know. Um, you know, not the not. I, th- I think this is the this is what's you know being pictured here. He went after the the religious crowd. He really he really went after the religious crowd and really gave it to them. Um, and I think this what's being pictured here with the foxes being set on fire. Okay, and you remember um, Jesus actually called Herod a fox in, in, in Luke chapter uh, thirteen, I believe it was. Um, and I think it's just a picture of deceiver, somebody who's telling lies to the people. Okay, so I, I just wanted to throw that in there. Uh, Number eight. Um, so after Samson causes all this destruction, the the Philistines are angry, um, so his own people are angry in him, and they come and they get him and they take him to their enemy so that's that's exactly what the Jews did to Jesus. you know they, his own kindred, his own brethren uh, turned him over to be killed. But that's another parallel we see with, with Samson and Jesus. Number nine, uh, Samson breaks free and when they when they think they have him where they want him, you know he picks up a strange weapon you know. Uh, a foolish weapon. I brought it again today. <laughs> yeah. Don't get any chances to uh bring a job on church, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this up. Um but he takes that <laughs> No, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I did chase my kids around with it a little bit though. <laughs> and they liked it, so um but it's you know, it's a foolish weapon when you think about it to to, to kill uh a thousand Philistines with a with a jawbone of a donkey, but he, he defeats the enemy with a foolish weapon. Well, guess what? So does Jesus. He he defeated the enemy with a foolish weapon. First Corinthians one twenty one says that it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to, to save them that believe. Okay, um, you know it's a foolish thing for the world to to just say all you have to do is believe. All you got to do is believe in the finished work of Christ and you're saved. It's a foolish it's a foolish weapon, but that's what God God said it pleased Him to choose that. Um, and that's where we left off last time. We'll pick up there today. Um, you know, you definitely see some, some parallels here of Jesus on the cross uh, here in Judges 15. You're there in Judges 15. Uh, skip down to verse 7. Um, and Samson said unto them, uh, Though we, you have done this, uh, yet will I be avenged of you, and after that I will cease. Okay? Um, you know, I think I left something out here. Let's see. Not the verse I was looking for, sorry. <clears throat> Let me find my place, I'm sorry. Let's see. Okay, I'm sorry. Judges 15, go to verse uh, 15. Judges 15, 15. It says, and he found a new jawbone of an ass. He put forth his hand and took it and slew a thousand men uh, therewith. And Samson said, with the jawbone of an ass, heaps upon heaps, with the jaw of an ass have I slain a thousand men. Um, and it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking that he cast away the jawbone out of his hand and called that place uh, Remeth Lehi. Okay, which means the heel of the jawbone. So um, that means the hill of the jawbone. And of course, the jaw jawbone is part of a skull. Okay, well, where was Christ crucified? Where, where did he win that great victory on the cross? Well, Matthew 27, verse 33 says that they took Jesus to a place called Golgotha, okay, which means a place of a skull, right? Um, so that's an interesting parallel. You know, Christ is crucified on Mount Calvary, um, the place of the skull. He wins a great victory for our salvation. Samson wins a great victory at a place called the hill of the jawbone. So that's a pretty interesting parallel, you know. Uh, could be a coincidence, but I don't, I don't think so. Uh, then after he kills the last Philistine, uh, in this case anyway, um, Judges fifteen verse seventeen says that he, we just read it. He said he cast away the jawbone out of his hand. Okay, in other words, he's done with it, right? He's done with the jawbone. He casts it down. Well, what did Christ say on the cross when when he was done? It is finished, right? You know. And after that, uh, verse uh, verse eighteen there, uh, it says, and he was sore thirst. And called on the Lord and said, Thou hast given this great deliverance into the hand of thy servant, and now shall I die for thirst and fall into the hand of the uncircumcised. But God clave in a hollow place that was in the jaw, and there came water thereout, and when he had drunk, his spirit came again, and he revived. Wherefore he called the name thereof, uh, Lord, I can't even read that, in, 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 in Hakor, which is in Lehi unto this day. Um, so Samson fights his, his great battle, and he's dying of thirst. After, after he accomplished this great feat. Okay, well, this should, should kind of bring something to remember. let go to John chapter 19. Keep your place here in Judges. John chapter 19. And look at verse 28. John nineteen verse twenty eight says after this Jesus knowing that all things were now accomplished that the scripture might be fulfilled said I thirst okay um, think about that you know God gave Samson water when he was dying of thirst after that you know after that great battle he provided life giving water and he and he did it with that jawbone okay the same thing that God used to give him victory over his enemies it brought life back to Samson okay well guess what. The very thing that God used to get victory over sin and death, you know, Jesus' finished work on the cross, it gives us life, right? And, it, and, it, and it's compared to water. It's compared to living water. If you're there in John. Back up, to, back up a few chapters to John chapter 4. And look what Jesus said to this Samaritan woman in John chapter 4, verse 14. He said, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, um, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life, okay? And now don't you see that picture there in Judges when, when, when God made the water spring up from that jawbone? It's the same, I mean, it's, just a, it's a beautiful picture. It's, it's, it just exactly parallels what, what, what Jesus did. Um, again, maybe a coincidence, but I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, uh, then in Judges chapter 16, go back there with me, verse one, Judges 16 verse one, it says then Samson, then went Samson to Gaza, and saw there a harlot, and went in, into her. Okay, again, Samson is not our example to uh, to follow in the way he lived. Okay, his walk, um, but God still used him as a type of Christ, um, and which is very encouraging for us um, because if He can use Samson, He can use us. Okay, as sinful as we are, so Samson went to the harlot, to somebody who was about as low as you can go morally. Right, um, well. Who did Jesus go to? Okay, not in a carnal way like Samson did here, but who did Jesus seek out when he began his ministry? Okay, it wasn't the religious crowd. Okay, go, to, go back to Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21. Matthew 21, look at verse 31. And Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, that the publicans and harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. For John came unto you in the way of righteousness, and you believed him not. But the publicans and the harlots believed him. And ye, when ye had seen it, repented not afterward that ye might believe him. Okay? So this is the picture I see when when Samson goes to this harlot. Strange as it seems, you know, he went to those who, who knew they were sinners, not, not the self-righteous, not the, the, you know, the, the, uh, the Pharisees and the scribes. Well, what was the reaction of the leaders in Gaza when Samson came to the harlot? Okay. Um, uh, hold your place in Matthew. We're going to come right back. Go to Judges chapter 16. Look at verse 2 there. Judges 16 verse 2. And it was told the, the Gazites, saying, Samson has come hither. And they compassed him in and laid, laid wait for him all night in the, in the gate of the city and were quiet all night, saying, In the morning, when it is day, we shall kill him. Okay. Um, was that, is, now, is that not the same reaction of the leaders when Jesus uh, came to the publicans and the harlots? Okay. Go back to Matthew again, chapter 26. Look at verse 1. Matthew 26, verse 1. And it came to pass when Jesus uh, had finished all these sayings, he said unto his disciples, you know that after two days is the feast of Passover and the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. Then assembled together the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders of the people to the palace of the high priest who was called Caiaphas, and consulted that they might take Jesus by subtlety and kill him. Okay, so they try, they, they tried to plot and kill Samson the judge, right, when he came to see the harlot. Um, they tried and it's the same thing they tried to plot and kill Jesus the judge right so that's another really really good parallel there um, but while we're in Matthew uh, Matthew chapter 27 let's look at the next picture Matthew chapter 27 look at verse 32 Matthew chapter 27 look at verse 32 and as they came out they, they found a man of Cyrene Simon by name his uh, him they compelled to bear his cross. And when they were coming to a place called Golgotha, that is to say a place of the skull. Um, so at first, you know, Jesus carried his own cross. We know that from, from the account in John chapter 19. But Simon helped him here. Um, but he, he bore the cross up, up Golgotha, you know, up Mount Calvary. And, and, and all this after being beaten and, you know, and scourged half to death. So it's safe to say that, you know, he, 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 he carried a tremendous weight right, um, on his shoulders, right? Think about that. Um, remember, we read that, that verse in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, that it tells us that unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, right? Well, this speaks of his authority, his, his responsibility, and the fact that he did it all. You know, he, he bore everything. He did all the work for our salvation. Um, he took all the punishment for our sin. Now, with that in mind, turn back to Judges chapter 16. And look at verse 3. Judges 16, verse 3. And Samson lay till midnight and arose at midnight and took the doors of the gate of the city and the two posts and went away with them, bar and all, and put them upon his shoulders and carried them up to the top of a hill that is before heaven. Okay. Well, think about that. You know, Samson took the gates and everything along with it, which would have been an incredible amount of weight, right? He lays it on his own shoulder, Okay. And he carries it up a hill, and he leaves it there. Think about that. Um, and the hill was in heaven. Heaven means an alliance; it means a, like fellowship. Okay, so you see how this perfectly portrays how Jesus—he carried all of our sins, um, all of it, not just the ones in the past. You know, like people, like these false teachers will say today. You know, they'll they'll say, well, you know, you know, Jesus died for your sins, but now you have to stop. You can't sin. You have to stop sinning. You have to repent of your sins, or, or you can't. You're not really saved. No, he took all of it. It says he took all of it with him. It says, and it, it goes into so much detail, it says the doors, the two posts, and then it, it says bar and all, everything. He took everything. Um, so either Jesus carried away all your sins, you know, he, either he, he bore the weight of all your sin, like Samson did here, or you have to carry it. That's your choice. Um, that's what we see here in this, in this picture of Samson. Really, really cool pictures in here. And then in, in, in verse 4, uh, 16, uh, Judges 16, verse 4, It said it came to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah, okay? Um, So Samson goes to yet another woman, right? Um, Now, this was not a virtuous woman. We know that. Um, She was obviously a harlot as well because they go on to tell her to entice him, and and she does, and you'll notice this as a theme throughout the Old Testament, um, of these men going after strange women, um, especially, you know, the kings, you know, Solomon did that. He, went, he had many strange women that he went after. And obviously Israel was described over and over as a harlot, right? Um, she said, you know, we read that in Judges chapter 2. It says she went a whoring after other gods. But guess what? God still loved Israel. And, and this all really makes sense when you read the book of Hosea. Go with me there, actually. Go to the book of Hosea, just at the book of Daniel, Hosea chapter 1. Hosea chapter 1. Look at verse 2. It says, The beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea. And the Lord said to Hosea, Go take thee a wife of whoredoms and children of whoredoms, for the land hath committed great whoredom departing from the Lord. So he went and took Gomer from the daughter of Diblaim, Diblaim, which which conceived and bare him a son. Okay, and, and Gomer did what harlots do. You know, she was unfaithful, she was treacherous. She uh, she 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 got basically took what she wanted and then she left and that's what harlots do that's what Israel did right um, but even so if you skip over to Hebrews chapter three look at verse one then said the Lord unto me go yet love love a woman beloved of her friend yet an adulteress according to the love of the Lord toward the children of Israel who look to other gods and love flagons of wine so I I, brought, I bought her to me for fifteen pieces of silver for a homer of barley and a half homer of barley, okay? So even though she played the harlot, he brought her back, okay? He, he, he redeemed her, right? Um, now, now you can understand why God used what Samson did um, as a picture of Jesus Christ. He kept, he kept going to these strange women, these harlots, who used him over and over, okay? That's what Israel did to Jesus, okay? That's what Israel did to the Lord because that's a picture of what Israel did. So when Jesus shows up, who does he go to? He goes to harlots, right? Not in a carnal way, the way Samson did, um, but just like we read in Matthew chapter 21, okay? So Delilah keeps working on Samson to get him to tell, tell, him, tell her the secret of, of uh, his strength, and uh, he finally gives in, and he tells her, and of course she betrays him, okay? Uh, go, go back to Judges chapter 16. Look at verse 18. Judges 16, 18. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines saying, Come up come up this once, for he hath showed me all his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and brought money in their hand. Okay? So they paid her to betray Samson, right? Well, who does that remind you of in the New Testament? Judas, right? Judas. Um, and that's the next parallel. But both, Sam, both Jesus and Samson were betrayed for silver. Okay? Um, and then, you know, you, th- you think we're done, but we're not. Um, Judges 16, verse 19, it says, And she made him sleep upon her her knees, and she called for a man. And she caused him to shave off seven locks of his head, and she began to afflict him, and his strength went from him. And she said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as other times before and shake myself. And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. Okay, Um, so the next picture of Jesus in the Old Testament is, is where Samson is forsaken by God. Okay, they were, they were both forsaken by God. You remember in Matthew chapter 27, Jesus said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Okay, again, they were both forsaken by God. That's another really cool picture of Jesus here in the, in the book of Judges. Okay, uh, Judges 16, uh, skip down to verse 23. Verse 23, then the lords of the Philistines gathered them together for, uh, for to offer a great sacrifice and to Dagon their God and to rejoice, for they said, our God hath delivered Samson our enemy, into our hand. And when the people saw and they praised their God, for they said, Our God hath delivered into our hands our enemy and the destroyer of our country, which slew many of us. And it came to pass, when their hearts were merry, that they said, Call for Samson, that he may make us sport. And they called for Samson out of the prison house, and he made them sport, and they set him between, two, between the pillars. And Samson said unto the lad that led him by the hand, Suffer me that I may fill the pillars whereupon the house standeth, that I may lean upon them. So they made sport of Samson, which means they, you know, they mocked him. They made fun of him. Um, And that's the next picture we see of Jesus. Both Samson and Jesus, they were mocked. They were humiliated before they died. Okay. And this was actually prophesied in in the book of Psalms. Go to Psalm 22. Probably the best picture we have of, of Jesus' crucifixion in the Old Testament. Psalm 22. Remember, they mocked, they mocked Samson. They made sport of him. Psalm 22, verse 6. Um, it says, But I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men and despise of the people. All they that see me laugh, laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head, saying, He trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. Okay. Okay, now, look at the account in Matthew chapter 27. That would, okay, Matthew chapter 27. Matthew 27, look at verse 27. It says, Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers, and they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. And when they had plaited a crown, a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and a reed in his right hand, and they, they bowed the knee before before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they, they spit upon him and took the reed and smote him on the head. Okay, so the soldiers mocked him. And then everybody, everybody else mocked him. If you skip on down to verse 38, uh, it says, uh, Then there were two thieves crucified with him, one on the right hand and another on the left. Uh, and they that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads and saying, Thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself, if thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, also the chief priests mocking him with the scribes and elders said, He saved others, him, himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe him. He trusted in God, let him deliver him now. If he will have him, for he said, I am the son of God. The thieves also, which were crucified with him, cast the same in his teeth. So again, it's a perfect picture of Jesus being mocked, okay, just before his death when we read this account of Samson. Just, just see it perfectly, okay, and we're still not done. Uh, the more you get to the end of Samson's life, you know, it seems like the more you see Jesus. That, that's what's interesting. Um, all the way to the end. We'll see that. Uh, go, go back to Judges chapter 16. Judges chapter 16. Look at verse uh, 25. It says, And it came to pass when their hearts were merry that they said, Call for Samson that he may make a sport. And they called for Samson out of the prison house and he made them sport and they set him between the pillars. Okay, so they, get this in your head now. They, they set him between two pillars, right? Um, look at verse 26. And Samson said unto the lad... "...that held him by the hand, suffer me, that I may feel the pillars whereupon the house standeth, that I may lean upon them. Now the house was full of men and women, and all the lords of the Philistines were there. And there were upon the roof about three thousand men and women that beheld while Samson made sport. And Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me. I pray thee and strengthen me. I pray thee only this once. O God, that I may be avenged, at once be avenged of the the Philistines for my two eyes." And Samson took hold of the two, two middle pillars upon which the house stood and on, the, on, on which it was borne up, of the one with his right hand and of the other with his left. Okay, Now picture, get that picture in your head. He's standing between two pillars. He's got his right hand on one and he's got his left hand on the other. What is that picture? Jesus on the cross. I mean, come on now. I mean, you, you can't make this stuff up. Um, you, you see Jesus on the cross, obviously. Um, Jesus, said, Jesus said in the volume of the book, it is written of me. It's, it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And we're still not done yet. We're still not done. Look at verse 30. Um, and Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. Okay. What is he doing? Well, he's giving his life. Okay. Um, he's laying down his life. In John chapter 10, verse 18, Jesus said, I lay down my life that I may take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. Okay. He, he laid his life down willingly. Both Samson and Jesus laid their life down willingly, okay? Again, could be a coincidence. I don't think so. Uh, verse 30, uh, And Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might, and the house fell upon the Lord's and upon all the people that were therein. So the dead which he slew at his death were more than they which he slew in his life, okay? And that's the next picture we see of Jesus. Both Samson and Jesus, they, they accomplished more in their death than in their life, Okay? And that's saying a lot when you read about about Samson and Jesus, right? Um, the whole purpose of Jesus' life was to die, okay? To be buried and to rise, to rise again. Um, look, Go to John chapter 12 real quick. John chapter 12. John 12, look at verse 24. Jesus said, Here, verily, verily, I say unto you, except the corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone, but if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit, much fruit, okay? Think of all the miracles that Jesus performed and the people who got saved while he was here on the earth, but that's nothing compared to, to, to what he accomplished after he died, okay, because of his death and, and the fact that he rose again. Um, he, he brought much more fruit after his death um, than his life did. You know, we, you know, we celebrate Jesus' Jesus' birth at Christmas time, and that's great in his life, but his death is the key. His death and his resurrection is the key. And we, and we see that in the life of Samson. Um, he killed a thousand men with the jawbone of a donkey. Okay? That's a, that's a good victory. That's a good victory. Uh, but, but Judges uh, 16, verse 27, it says, uh, Now the house was full of men and women. And all the lords of the Philistines were there, and there were upon the roof about 3,000 men and women that beheld while Samson, would, while Samson made sport. So 1,000 is a good victory. 3,000 is a great victory, right? That's, that's even better. So Samson's greatest accomplishment was to free his people from the, from the Philistine rule, and he did that through his own death, okay? So that, and that brings us to the very last picture we'll look at today of Jesus, here in the Old Testament, the book of Judges, they, they both died to free others. Okay? Samson died to make Israel free from the Philistines. Okay? Jesus died to save us from our sin, okay? to set us free. Jesus said that he he, he said he came to, to preach deliverance to the captives. Right. Um, he said, if the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Um, now you may look at a few of these that we went through and say, well, that, that could just be a coincidence, you know, that, that, that those things lined up. Um, but altogether there's no doubt. There's no doubt that, that all this, in you know, the book of Judges, Samson in particular, is pointing directly to Jesus, okay? Um, let's finish in uh, go to Luke chapter 24 and we'll finish here, Luke chapter 24. This is the passage that we kind of began this study with, uh, Luke chapter 24, these two disciples we're walking on the road to Emmaus. Everybody knows this story and they were sad and they're talking about what happened to Jesus after he was crucified, his body's missing. And then uh, Luke, uh, Luke 24, verse, uh, verse 25. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Uh, ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in, in all the scriptures things concerning himself. Okay, and then, then skip over to verse uh, 44. He said, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Okay, and that, this is what we're seeing in this study, um, that, that the Old Testament is all about Jesus. You know, and I hope, you, I hope you're seeing that. I hope you're seeing things you've never seen before, hopefully. Um, but mostly that, that it's all about him. Salvation is all about him. Uh, the Old Testament is not about you, okay? Um, your salvation is not about you. It's all about Jesus and what he, what he came to accomplish, and, and he did that. Um, and, you know, Samson is a prime example of that. God used Samson dis- despite the fact that he was, a, he was disobedient, he was a fornicator, he was a whoremonger. Um, he, did, he did, you know, everything that he wasn't supposed to do, it seems like, um, but you know what? Go, go to go to Hebrews chapter 11 turn over to Hebrews chapter 11 Hebrews chapter 11 look at verse 32 It says and what shall I what shall I more say for the Time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson. How about that? Um, when you when you read about Samson, you know he's the last person you you expect to be seen in a list of saved people, right? And if it was based on, on the life he lived, he wouldn't be here. Okay, you know all these terrible things that he did, you know, but he but he's he's not listed here because of the life he lived. He's listed here despite the life he lived. Um, he just had faith. You know, by faith—that's what you read in Hebrews chapter 11. By faith, he just believed. He just believed, and that's all we can do. You know, um, don't—I wouldn't trust the best five minutes of my life. Okay, and neither would Samson, surely. So just trust him. You know, that, thats the whole—that's the, whole, the key. Um, but again, I hope, hope you're enjoying this study, and, and just again, it's all about him. Your salvation is all about him. Okay, questions, or comments? Steve? In Revelation nineteen ten, to go along with that, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Right, that's right, that's right, that's right. It's all about Him. It's all about Him. So, and, and you know, the more I go through this, I'll go back and I'll find more and more and more. It's just amazing how many, how many, and, and we're just, we're just kind of scratching the surface. There's just so many pictures of Jesus in here. You, you could take you a lifetime to find all of them. Okay, all right, I'll close in prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for, for bringing us here today, Lord. Uh, to gather together as a church. Uh, we thank you, Lord, that uh, as, we, as we read about the life of Samson, Lord, we, 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 and we see the pictures uh, of Jesus in his life, which is amazing, Lord, that the life that he lived, and it just gives us encouragement, Lord, um, that you can still use us, Lord. Uh, you can even hit a target with a, with a, with a broken arrow, and, and, and we're thankful for that. We're thankful that you made salvation so simple, Lord, that, the, that uh, you sent your son to die, he shed his blood, he, he died, he was buried, and he rose on the third day. If there's anybody listening to this today, uh, realize that you have a, a sin debt that you can't pay. Uh, re- realize that, that, that he sent his son to, to shed his blood for you. He did all the work, um, all the work, just as we see in the life of Samson, uh, to, to, to die for your sins and, and to pay your pay the your sin debt. If you simply put your faith in him and his finished work, just as you are, you'll be saved. And we thank thankful for that simple salvation, Lord, that you that you accomplished on the cross. Uh, Pray for the rest of the service today, Lord. Pray for all the teachers. Pray for uh, Pastor Freddie as he comes to speak to us. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank y'all. Thank you so much.